Yeah, yeah. My name is Ace Clark. You tuned into the Encore Radio Show. What up, Brooklyn? The views and comments expressed on the following radio program by his hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect the views of. I want a hammock for all of that shade that they're throwing. DDMG getting paid at the moment. Need 30 for saving and 20 for blowing. Yo, ping in my phone. That shit burn flame emoji. I don't know what y'all have been seeing. That boy wanted beef, now we vegan. Well, trust me, this pepper in season. I do this for money. You rap for convenience. And niggas was scared of me going to Texas. But I stayed in Vegas and got all my nets in. And UTA blowing my phone up with Texas. Guess me not replying. They sending the message. It's cool. I'm a Lancara of Jules. You niggas belly flop. This ain't the pool. I run that checkup like spikes on the all right, folks, it's the Encore Radio Show, as you guys heard. We're here with Ace Clark. What's good, man? How, how, how are you doing Yo, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. Listen, thank you for coming. <laughs> thank you for making a trek all the way up here to the BX uh, to sit down with me. We're going to chat for a minute, talk Appreciate about your you. career, talk about all the good stuff happening to you. Because it's been a lot of good stuff. You know, you've, you've gone through trials and tribulations, um, but... Uh, you, you've definitely made it out Thank you, thank you Who hasn't, you know Everybody got a story to tell yeah, I'm just man. giving y'all mine Yeah, man Alright, so At Ace Clark Music Twitter Is that your same thing For Instagram Yeah, as yeah well? All social networks Ace Clark Music A-C-E Clark like Clark Kent And music <laughs> like music You know, I know how to spell <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man Okay, so I want to start with this For one second Just I want to I want to set the tone for y'all So y'all understand What this man's music is about Okay I watch BT all day and I ain't never seen a black part. Okay. <laughs> so please, 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 can you just tell people what you meant by that? Um, that that's one of my triple entendres, as Jay Z was saying. Mm-hmm. So you got um BT, Black Entertainment Television. They they not really putting on the shows they used to put on. They used to mm-hmm. put on College Hill. Mm-hmm. They used to put on all these shows that really showed you like black people excellence not like ratchet stuff it wasn't ratchet mm-hmm. mondays it was more mm-hmm. like this is black culture and this is what we're about besides the corners besides the streets yeah. and it was really like relatable black tv mm-hmm. and they showed videos actually they didn't just show a whole bunch of nothing Fact. you had you had hits up there you had aj and free they was in colleges they AJ was on campuses they showed you like black outside the neighborhood so that's mm-hmm. one two my favorite rappers black thought mm-hmm. from the roots mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you don't never see black thought or the roots on BET. You don't yeah. see accomplished musicians on BET. You don't mm-hmm. see most deaf. Mm-hmm. You don't see common. You don't get those those videos. You, you see Dead Prez get one time on 106 and Park back in the day yeah. when they introduced their new joint, mm-hmm. and you never see it hit the countdown. Yeah, see, I like what you just said, though. <laughs> you said accomplished musicians. Now, that is for, for people who appreciate hip-hop in its entirety not just what they hear on the radio or not even like what's being played right now whatever um just on soundcloud or whatever it is but listen to the overall aspect of the of the culture you know there are a true accomplished musicians Mm -hmm. and then there are artists and there's no there's no shame or shade um to being a musician or an artist but at the same time if you're gonna play music you should probably pay from both you know Yep. A little mel- a little mountain plot. And nobody's like, man, we're not, we're not begging you to do, you know, to do a whole a whole Saturday for it, but you know, mix it up a little bit. We gotta we gotta have diversity. Like mm-hmm. the the radio is really extreme. They give you trap all day, mm-hmm. and 
you know, you don't get like you don't hear like Eric Sermon just like music kind of songs come on in the radio that made you feel good. Mm-hmm. You don't hear like um, Common, I, I used to love or Common the Light hit the radio. You don't get to hear like people that have like feel good music. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really hear like people that have a message on the radio. Mm-hmm. You don't look at TV and see like colleges. You, we used to watch a different world, mm-hmm. and they used to always have the college sweaters on. Yeah, you yeah, watched yeah. Martin and he and Gina would have a college sweater on in the bedroom, mm-hmm. and I felt like. They, the, the subliminal messages back in the day were really promoting like uplifting yeah and now they show you everything but that mm-hmm. but back to the third point so you got no black thought on um on, on BT mm-hmm. you got no black thoughts on BT mm-hmm. like you don't get to see black people uplifted and then you also don't got black thoughts because BT not even own black black people <laughs> no more not no more <laughs> like um you got no white more. people that are trying to tell you what black TV is and there's nothing wrong with who owns BT but if your content is supposed to be black entertainment, mm-hmm. um, I think they care more about the E than the B. They, they care more uh, about entertainment value than the black part. And like, that's why like TV one and century, those channels are decent because mm-hmm. they still show you like culturally diverse, like pieces of mm-hmm. like black time. Mm-hmm. They show you the Cosby's Martin. They show you things that are more on a, on a spectrum of here's what we had. Here's like black culture and diversity. They don't just show you, ratchet this and thought that and mm-hmm. shake this and shake that and hold this and that <laughs> you yeah, know yeah 40 four, four minute four minutes right and 47 seconds in <laughs> and y'all not understand the type of artist y'all got y'all have in front of y'all right now ace clark at ace clark music make sure y'all make sure y'all go and follow him twitter instagram facebook all that you want snapchat too yo i'm on a snap you know <laughs> i just be snapping about food and you know like a sucker what, for love that's what snapchat's all about you know it's just about your it's about, it's about your regular life you know regular like i got just i just snapped today this guy i'm on a train fam and this dude is singing like he has headphones on and he's singing and i have on my headphones and i'm like fam why can i hear you because my man was hitting them notes your music got that power yo (sighs) let him sing stress i was stressed yeah i would have took him into a session you know i made some money (laughs) over him like yo we can put this on itunes oh man so uh it's the uncle radio show again like i said the second second week i did this in a row where i've waited mad long to introduce the show uncleradioshow.com at Uncle Radio Show, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Shout out to the Indie Creative Network. Another at, one. Yes, yes. <laughs> at Indie Creative NW, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, a network for creatives. And who are you? I'm Wasso. Yo, appreciate the segment. That was perfect. The setup was nice. It was nice. That was nice. <laughs> yeah, at The Real Wise, W I Z E, because I like to be special. Make sure you guys just follow me, follow the show, follow everything. Like, we really support indie music. So, another quick quote um, I picked up here. I'm trying to be the dreams brown of hip hop. <laughs> yeah, you you went digging, man. I went digging. I, I went digging. That's what I, that's, that's my job. Yeah, that's my job. Digging. That's my job. So you know, I feel like those two those two quotes kind of really um, encapsulate who you are as an artist. Wow. It gives you like it, it gives at least at least it draws a circle. Now it's like okay, well this is for the for the interview. This is the boundaries that we're gonna be in. And you guys are going to be enlightened for the remainder of the show. Yo, basically. preach, brother. So <laughs> pretty much it's like this. Um, James Brown is way bigger than music. Like, mm-hmm. um, he said, there's a, a documentary I saw called James Brown Saves Boston. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. homie dead stopped, like, race riots and a whole bunch of, like, tension just of being him. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. I'm going to perform no matter what. And I'm going to put on this show no matter what. And he was 
bigger than music because he cared about the people. Mm-hmm. He was just as involved in civil rights as your Martin Luther Kings, mm-hmm. your uh, Malcolm X's. Like music has power, and this dude knew his music had power and, and the impact of what he had mm-hmm. and what he was doing. Like it was bigger than just dancing and shouting and singing. This dude knew his power. Yeah. And um, and knowing our power, we have responsibility as artists. Like we, Nina yeah, Simone yeah. said, you gotta um reflect the times. Mm-hmm. And I always go back to this because you gotta really reflect the times. Yeah. Like if you're living in it, you're a part of it just as much as anybody. You have mm-hmm. more of a responsibility when you're a platform mm-hmm. to say something with that platform, to do something with that platform, to be powerful with that platform, mm-hmm. because people are looking up to you. More than any any other like musicians have this like this way where like Michael Jackson could do a show and people faint. Yeah, people yeah. People fall to the ground. People feel like they're dying. People yeah. are so excited to see this man who they don't get to go home with or know. They like they feel like they have this connection, and mm-hmm. with that connection, you have the power to touch somebody with a message that is bigger than yourself. Dope. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I see. I see you're gonna be hit. You're gonna be hitting with them with them with them with them, with them deep answers. I like that. Okay. It's it's not even deep. It's just what it is. And uh, I'm gonna give it to you like what it is. Like <laughs> I ain't gonna come up here and say I'm a preacher or philosopher, but it's straight up how I look at everything. And um, I'm just giving you a taste of that. You know. <laughs> bad. 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 All right. So, all right. So you got seven siblings. Yeah, man. Um, it's a lot of us. It was we. It's more of us than the roaches in the apartment building. <laughs> like, are you, you the oldest, youngest? I'm the middle, so the I'm the damn. favorite. Wow. Okay. I'm smack Perfect. dab in the middle. I got three in front, three behind. Uh-huh. So I'm like, um, smack dab in the middle. I get to see everybody mess up a little, but mm-hmm. I also get to like watch the younger ones and kind of guide them a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, being in the middle is also cool because you get like you literally get to see it from both directions. I see my brothers growing up. My brother, my oldest brother is 11 years older than me. Mm-hmm. The wow. youngest one is 21 now. Mm-hmm. So like I get to see my little sister touch liquor for the first yeah. time really uh-huh. that we're supposed <laughs> to know about. And then I get to see like my oldest brother like almost at 40. Yeah, so I'm yeah, like, yeah. ooh, time wow. is catching up to you, my man. Wow. So in seeing that, I got to see my brother sneak out the house and mm-hmm. make his mistakes and mm-hmm grow up and have kids mm. and then i get to see like yo i'm not gonna have kids now i'm gonna do this <laughs> I, i'm not settling down till this time yeah, yeah. i get to calculate my moves by seeing above and below me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it was hard like we grew up in a house where it wasn't a lot of food it yeah. wasn't a lot of everything so it was like survival of the fittest out of out of seven you better fight for them chips or yeah. you gonna fight for them cookies so i came out strong mm-hmm. i still got all my like ligaments and stuff so <laughs> well, that well Thankful, we're thankful yeah. for that. We definitely are thankful for that. <laughs> so you were raised by your grandmother. Yeah, my grandmother raised us to sixth grade, mm-hmm. and then she passed away from cancer. Mm-hmm. She was an accomplished musician herself. She's a singer, songwriter. I found out. I found um, out. She made some real amazing music, like in the '60s, early '70s. Mm-hmm. But she stopped it to raise all of us because yeah. my parents weren't really in the picture. Mm-hmm. And um, when she passed away, I pretty much raised myself and my siblings. We all like just raised ourselves yeah. the best way we could, mm-hmm. and we had like older people that were there, but. They weren't really dropping the gems I think we needed. Mm-hmm. They gave us a, they gave us some gems, but you had to learn a lot on your own, and you had to make your own decisions. Mm-hmm. I was 12, making job decisions, life decisions, yeah, yeah. trying to make money. Mm-hmm. Trying to make money, and I was like, you know, looking at it like, yo, how am I going to do this? I'm 12. Why am I yeah. trying to worry about what I'm going to eat for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> but all that stuff grounded me, molded me into, like, who I am right now. Mm-hmm. And I got to, like, grow up early, which means I got to see things a little bit more mature a little earlier. Yeah. How do you think that affected you? I mean, first off, like, just go back to your grandma <laughs> for a second. You know, that's the like, ultimate sacrifice. Stopping a career. Listen, <laughs> you know, a career that she seemed to be very successful. Promising, at, yeah. By the way, 
very successful, you know. Uh, but losing her, at, I mean, uh, again, at a young age, you wow. know, how... On April Fool's Day, so I j- so this is a 12th year anniversary that just passed. Yes. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, so I got to, um, she told me everything, told me how to cook, told me how to treat a lady. Mm-hmm. In the 12 years I had her, mm-hmm. she taught me, like, man lessons. Like, yeah, she yeah, raised yeah. me to, better than any man could have ever raised me. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot early on, and I, I was glad that I was able to be open-minded as a little kid to take on, like, the things she was trying to teach me. And, um... I look at it now, I'm like, you know, 24, 12 years later, looking back at it, I learned so many great lessons, and it, it really matured me, but losing her was crazy. I didn't even think I was going to make it this far, Yeah. <laughs> but I always kept going because of her. All right, so with your grandmother, at that point, where did you think you were going to go? Like, being 12, you know, you say you, you, say you were making, you know, literal... A, literally uh, like life choices i I just took her advice she said stay in school so i stayed in school as long as i could i joined bands Mm -hmm. basketball teams anything i could join to stay in school Mm -hmm. i literally stayed in school as much as i could Mm -hmm. um when that was over i stayed in school some more yeah yeah (laughs) um pretty much i just thought like every time i made a decision like growing up i was like will she approve of this will she not approve of this like Mm -hmm. i was living Mm -hmm. for her like that's the only person that ever Gave a shit. I'm keeping real with you. I don't even mm-hmm, curse. Mm-hmm. But like that person actually cared enough to stop their career, stop their life. I've encountered my mom a couple of times, my dad a couple of times, and they never paused their life. But mm-hmm. she paused her whole life yeah. and said, "Hey, I'ma stop promising career, raise seven of y'all. Actually, more because we had cousins and stuff, and mm-hmm, she like mm-hmm. was there for everybody. Yeah. I'ma cook these dinners every night at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. I'ma do this. I'ma do that. And it's only one of me, but I'ma raise." seven to like 15 of y'all yeah 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 so i I always looked at it like yo somebody could stop and make a sacrifice for me like make the most of my opportunities Mm -hmm. so whenever i go into anything it's like my name's attached to this i gotta be as powerful as possible i can't half-ass it because somebody stopped so i always Mm -hmm. use that as motivation that's fuel like what would you do if somebody said hey i'm gonna stop everything i'm doing right now and give you all the all the all the Catholic keys to success. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Run mm-hmm, with those. Mm-hmm. You better take advantage. Like yeah, you, you yeah, ever so. seen a notorious movie? Homie right, took the yeah. gun charge for Biggie. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Yo, you better go out and you better kill." And yeah, Biggie's yeah. arguably the best rapper of all time. Yes. So you you me. take your opportunity and you run with it. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Okay. So what? Where are you from? <laughs> yeah, I'm from Best Style, Brooklyn. I'm from Roosevelt Projects, to be exact. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know what Marcy Projects mm-hmm. is. It's like two two projects over. You got Sumner, yeah. and then you got Roosevelt. Okay. Roosevelt's where most Def's from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Talib Kweli is not far up the block. Sky mm-hmm. Zoo's from up the block. Mm-hmm. Like all of, all of us in neighborhood boys, fabulous. And me went to the same middle school. Yeah, yeah. At yeah. different times, of course. You uh-huh. know, he's a little mm-hmm. older, but <laughs> a um, lot of older. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he, he got he got like ten years on me. But <laughs> but that's the kind of like neighborhood you got. All of these thoroughbreds of hip hop. Came mm-hmm. from the same, drank the same tap water as me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so it's definitely something in the area. How did you maneuver being living in the hood with seven siblings? So with- you don't need to join no gangs when you got seven siblings. So I never That's had to worry true. about gangs. I had mm-hmm. I had a family. We was a gang. Mm-hmm. Um, never really had to worry about fights. We had one like neighborhood gang. They were like family too. They were the males, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we used to say they don't die. They multiply. They like roaches, bro. <laughs> like you fight twenty of them, twenty five more come out the closet. <laughs> you fight twenty five more, fifty more come out the car. Uh-huh, so it's uh-huh. like you just mostly like getting beat up by the males. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> and yeah. if you could put up a fight or you was respectable, they they, they left you alone okay. after a while because they like yo them boys. It's only seven of them, but they they don't they get down. It be it be like that, you know. It, it's it's funny because um, 
growing up, I grew up in mm-hmm. I grew up in Flatbush slash Canarsie. You grew up, uh, you grew up in the yeah. Room. So you know, I, I I get that concept. People don't necessarily understand it. Like, they just think that um, once you're in the hood, whatever, that you have no like there there almost is no opportunity to grow at, because the gang the gang or the hood niggas or whatever is the one that's gonna hold you down. But at the same time, it's like once they see that, don't they see that you? Not gonna back down, but you really doing stuff. They'll they leave you alone. A lot of them encourage you. Like I was, yeah. I'm from part of the neighborhood where the drug dealers was like, "Yo, stay in school. Mm-hmm. You gonna get the Nobel Peace Prize." Because on top of being like talented musically, I was a nerd. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I always come ahead in a book. Uh-huh. So they were like, "Yo, he gonna be a lawyer, doctor." Nobody seen rapper coming or a musician yeah. coming. Yeah, I, I was very good with music, but everybody was like, "Yo, this kid's smart. This kid's mad smart." I was fixing computers in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I was like, "The dude, if your cable messed up, you called me. <laughs> I should get a cable." cable. <laughs> <laughs> I used to burn. Here's how I made money. I used to burn any 25 songs you wanted on a CD for like two dollars. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. made like hundreds of dollars doing this. And I would buy my little brothers and sisters back to school clothes mm. and supplies. And I was more like Crazy father figure. On that hustle. That's what's up. And I, I always looked at it like this: How can I make legal money? Mm-hmm. And in illegal circumstances, mm-hmm. um, somebody that's close to me used to sell drugs. Mm-hmm. Every time a client came by. You want a CD? Yeah. You want some candy? Smart. I kept candy and CDs. You, Smart. Everybody who smoked got the munchies. Mm-hmm. And everybody who smoked listened to music. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I kept Facts. the two things that any um, certified we had would need mm-hmm. close by. Mm-hmm. Capitalized off that. I didn't do anything illegal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Smart. Nah, you know, you, you you really finessed that. I like that. And, and I turned, I turned, you know, my circumstances into a profit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's how I look at everything. How could I take where I'm from and make it me yeah. and, 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 and not give in to devices that the neighborhood want to throw at you? See, I I like where this is going <laughs> because it's like I didn't, you know, you are crazy enough. You are the statistical anomaly. <laughs> you know, you are you were in a situation where everything could have gone wrong. Making the bad choice would have been incredibly easy. And you made the opposite. You made the best out of the situation. Like I, I heard a story. Um, watched the video just recently, uh, where you say you used to take the kids in the neighborhood to the oh, library to the and library. shit. Like that's crazy. Shout out to my little man Boodles. Um, one of my one of my kids I used to take to the library recently had got like shot, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, he he's gonna pull through. Mm-hmm. But I watched like the hood will really consume you. You can be so positive, and this hood will still find ways to get you. Of course. Of but course. um, my my advice to anybody is. You find an opportunity to get out. Mm-hmm. You get out. You don't. You don't. You don't. It's it's bad to say. It. You don't come back though. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. that hood, hood don't love you. The hood don't Not love you. Not the way you want it to. Nah. You you want to really like show love to the hood. You get out. You create opportunities for people and you bring them out the hood with you. But you got to bring the people that's willing to work for those opportunities. Not just anybody because people Tell will em. see you growing and they'll try to bring you down. Tell them. There's levels. Tell them. <laughs> Tell them. Tell them. That's an absolute fact. You know. Sometimes like. As much as you and I mean I'm I'm still learning this whatever and still growing with this 27 big ass years old I'm still trying to figure this out you know it's like you could put as you can pump as much positivity out as you want you know but if you got negative negative Nancy's around you whatever that positivity means nothing it's it's clouded nope it's like it's like they've muddied up your water and until you cleanse yourself for them kind of people like you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna be as successful as you as you want to be because you always have that one person dragging you down like you want to you i mean you honestly like you want to carry all your niggas out and yeah it ain't gonna happen that way nope you gotta find the the one or two because it's only gonna be like one or two Mm -hmm. that really like see the vision the way you see it 
like they see escalators you see the stairs and you're trying to show them like yo the escalator it look cool it's the fast way up mm-hmm. but escalators go out of service stairs yeah. always work right <laughs> stairs <Yeah>. always work <laughs> You gonna be here? You gonna be with the with the with these quotes? I mean, these these are these are these are tweetables right here. You yeah. know, right? Tweetables, Yo, tweetables, tweetables, work. tweetables, tweetables, tweetables. All right, so peep game, team backpack. Salute, give salute, you, let salute. Me give you a, let me you. give you a brief description here, people, so y'all can hear this. Quote: Ace reminds me most of Kanye during his college dropout era, or like D'Angelo during his brown sugar days. Ace's blend of rhymes, riffs, and positivity come as a f- refreshing dish of what he considers soul food. <laughs> that is probably the biggest compliment <laughs> I have probably ever seen from Team Backpack. I mean, even in a even in a puff piece, like that would be like the highlight of the puff piece. And this was a this was a this was a breakdown of of your pro of, of your project, you know? How did that make you feel reading that? I mean like Kanye West, first of all, college, college dropout Kanye West, first three album Kanye West is what I think any MC or artist should aspire to be. Absolutely, he's the perfect Legendary. blend of like real realism. Mm-hmm. Like the concept of school seems so Sakara sophomore three yards ain't picked the Karar, <laughs> and like my man was realistically we all self conscious. I'm just the first to admit it, spitting yeah. his truths, yeah. being mm-hmm. real himself, but making it soulful. Like mm-hmm. the beats. The, the concepts, the, the vision was all, like, really, like, what J. Cole is now. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Kanye did it in a way that was really friendly. Like, he made you feel like you was part of his family. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's what I aim to do. Like, I want you to feel like, well, not even feel. I want you to, like, know that you're part of my, like, family. Like, anybody yeah. who listens to the music should feel like we distant cousins or, like, mm-hmm. we, like, third cousins through marriage or something like yeah. that. <laughs> like, it should feel like you know me. And that's what music is. Music's about being relatable. People yeah. want to feel like they know you, touch you, feel you, and feel like you're not distant on some piece of plastic that's manufactured by like an industry. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to do that by just being myself. Mm-hmm. And then like D'Angelo's, I call, everybody knows who knows me. I'm like, that's my father. <laughs> <laughs> so D'Angelo, his music, his funk, his mm-hmm. like his riffs, his keyboard playing, all that stuff is like really apparent. All influenced in my music, like yeah. Um, I got a song coming out where I sampled um, Feel Like Making Love. Mm-hmm. I sampled Send It On Before. I sampled all these, like, D'Angelo hits, Brown Sugar. Yeah. And um, I just be like, that's, like, the epitome of what I listen to. Like, if you go through my phone and see my playlist, it's Angie Stone, mm-hmm. D'Angelo, mm-hmm. Lauren Hill, X Factor, um, a whole bunch of, like, early outcasts, a whole bunch yeah. of doo-wop music. Mm-hmm. Like, me, I want to feel the music. I want people to feel the music and feel good, like, you can't tell me you listened to my project and felt bad at any point or yeah. didn't feel any kind of emotion. Like, the mm-hmm. music is meant to make you jump in your feel-good bag. <laughs> That's very true. Like, I was just, I was just looking at here at the, the songs that I pointed out that I really liked. Um, the project is what, thir- it's 13 tracks. Yeah, 13 um, tracks. Six of them, I was like, yeah, I really, really like them. You. you know, could throw them in a playlist right now type joint. Matter of fact, the, is a project, is it only on SoundCloud or is it so, on... I don't like to charge for music. One thing mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna get from Ace all the time is free music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, we can make money some other way. We can yeah. monetize shows. We can monetize merchandise. Mm-hmm. But the music will always be free as, as long as I can control it. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Even mm-hmm. if I like sign some major label deal, we gonna work out some. I'll be at free music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, music's a free expression of art, so it should be free, and mm-hmm. people should be free to be able to get it on all means. So the music's mm-hmm. on Bandcamp for free, SoundCloud. It's on, it's on my website, aceclockmusic.com. Um, the music is on um, some songs are on YouTube. The mm-hmm. music's a little bit of everywhere. Sprinkled on um, Audio Mac, 
DJ booth, um, everywhere. I just try to make sure it's as attainable as possible, and um, it's free because I don't I don't feel like you. I can't really put a price on them songs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so the the ones I was the one three songs out the three, I guess platform I was looking for. Title, Apple Music, Spotify. How do you feel about streaming? Streaming is the the future. You got to get with it. Um, I feel like you can find the music. It'll be on Pandora soon. Mm-hmm. Like I've um I've done all the um due diligence to get it there for you guys for free. Mm-hmm. Due diligence um, is right, man. It's a lot. It's, 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 a, it's a lot a of process. work. It's a process. And I um, that. I run I run everything. Like I don't, I don't really try to like have a, a big team. I try to make as many of the moves of myself as possible. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. um. It's competitive as hell doing yes, it by it yourself. Is. Yes, so it you, is. So, so you might get an email from somebody else. Just know that they playing for the home team. <laughs> like you know, I'm trying to do everything pretty much myself though. Yeah. But um, streaming is the way to go. So the music has to get on Tidal, Spotify, all these places. But I'm trying to do it in a free way where you guys don't have to like have you know part, yeah. any money coming out of your pockets. I understand. I understand. I respect that. You know, we talked we talked a little bit about how I feel about music. And how I feel about these grimy ass people trying to charge artists to uh, talk to them. Music free. Y'all grimy. Y'all <laughs> grimy. Why y'all trying to charge artists to talk to y'all? Like, fam, what are y'all doing for these artists? Y'all grimy. Anyway, so uh, let's go down. So I so let's put together a story now. So um, I first met Ace um, a couple of actually a couple of months ago. Um, I interviewed Coda, a friend. Coda, dope artist. I Yo, as well. go check out Island Man featuring Blue. Double XL, the break dude. Yo, you gotta go check out my man Coda. Check yes. out Coda. K O C A. Coda, Coda, Coda. Coda, Coda. <laughs> nah, Coda not Panda, fly. Panda, Panda. Coda, Coda, Coda. <laughs> check out my man. Oh uh, man, yeah, Coda is fly. So um, I'm, I met you then. Um, you told me I, I didn't, I didn't know you were an artist. Like honestly, like your energy is just so positive and you're funny. <laughs> Do whatever. So we just, I just thought you were just this home, this homie, this chilling or whatever it is. And um, I like you told me to check the music out. Whatever, I checked it out. Um, your man's hit me up recently actually and asked me to do the interview and I was like, Yeah, we could definitely do that. Like I I know Ace already anyway. Like, you know, I I've I've been like I have like a list of people who I'm trying to talk to, whatever, and just trying to like organize it is just crazy. Like I we talk a little bit about what I'm doing outside of this. And um yeah, I was like, nah, this this is perfect. I got I got I got the time, we got the place, we make we make it work. So one thing about me, like I I feel like when it's meant to come out, it always does. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm when I'm hanging with Koda. I'm supporting Koda when I'm hanging with Naika or Kato or Dia. Mm-hmm. Th- these are people that are all like their own entities, and I'm there to support them. Yeah. And um, when it's when it comes to the light, it's beautiful. People are like, yo, you make music? That's you right there on the hook? That's you doing that? I'm like, yeah, that's me. But um, it comes out and it's really like on its own. Like I kind of like when things naturally manifest. Yeah. Like you know when people get to be like, oh yo, I heard your song and I ended up with you. You sing and you rap and you do this <laughs> and you do that. And I heard your feature on that song, and I heard that you freestyle, and you didn't write your verse. And I'm like, yeah, that's all true, you know. Yeah, it's it's more beautiful. People can connect to me differently than mm-hmm. if I come up, yo, I rap, bro, yo, I'm fine. You need to check me out. Can I can I come on your show and spit some? They go the best style. They go that best style. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, 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 me, I ain't really about it. I'm like, yo, when you approach me, I, I I'll let you know what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> facts, facts, facts. All right, so. Um, before I go, before I go deeper into the list of artists that I see you associated with or whatever, um, let's talk about the fact that you sing and rap. You know, you sing and rap. This is my own personal opinion. You sing and rap in a way where it's not annoying. You know, like there are some artists, and it's when I say some, I mean like I'm like I can probably count on like one hand um, how many indie artists that can sing and rap and do it in such a 
annoying way that it's like I don't even want to hear it. It's like, fam, why you just couldn't get why you just couldn't get someone to sing? Like, you, there's mad artists out here, there's mad singers out here. You could have got someone to put to be on the hook if you wanted to sing, and you sang your damn hook yourself. Like, why? I I get tight. But the way you did it, the way that you do it, the way that your sound fits, like the soulful sound that you have crafted, it, it, it's damn it perfect, you know? <laughs> now, there's always work to be done. Oh, well, of course, of course, <laughs> of course. But shit, listen, it's perfect. There, there, there's like perfectness. I, I, it's perfectness, perfection. You know, like you're always you're always trying to get to perfection, yeah, yeah. but you can have you can you you can you, you know you can have some ten out of tens. You know, you can you can you can definitely get some ten out of tens. You know, and I think you have a lot of ten out of tens. Well, I put it like this: like the musical side of how I like the beat selection and the singing, those mostly come from my like R and B influences, mm-hmm. my like neo soul influences. The fact I listen to so much D'Angelo and mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. listen to a lot of Fonte, he's so mm-hmm. underrated. Um, those people are the people that pushed me to really like do music, do do music the way I do it, like on the singing side. Like I listen to the radio and there's so many monotone singers. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't hear somebody who singing raps and riffs mm-hmm. or runs mm-hmm. or gives you a little bit of that soul, give you a little bit of that church. Yeah. So I try to give you those things that have influenced me. I used to sing in church choirs. I used to be a boy yeah. soprano. I can um, hear it. I can hear it. I <laughs> so I take it. all the things that I that I used to like appreciate about the music that made me. Like like music and bring that to my music, like when D'Angelo put that stank into it, I be like, mm, that, that's right there, that's cooking for me. That that's like dinner. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. try to bring that to my music, like when I'm like giving that vibrato in my voice. And every day I ask myself, mm-hmm. who do I want to be? You know, I try to give you that 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 feel it. Mm-hmm. I want you to feel what I'm saying and not just hear the words. Yeah. And then when I'm rapping. I'm, I'm rapping from that place in me that don't want to go back to living in the projects, mm-hmm. pissy staircases, elevators. Yeah. So the combination yeah. of both those things is, is what Ace Clock is all about. And I just want to thank everybody who takes the time to listen, people that have um, influenced me by mm-hmm. just making their art. And I'm a fan first. <laughs> Yo, the only time I'll look at it, I'll look at a 10th floor building and be like, I'm taking this serious when I go to the hood. So. Yo, the projects, pissy staircases, Yo, elevators, your nostrils fam. open up real fast. <laughs> elevators fam i can't do it i cannot do it and i i don't even like using the word can't but nah, nah. you gotta you ever play corners in the elevator you no. gotta play corners whenever you get into a project elevator because there's so much piss everywhere oh my god <laughs> yo oh man i can't even i mean like again part of the process part of the process, process part of the building you know like i'm from brooklyn and when i say i'm from brooklyn like i'm not from like the fancy part of brooklyn at all you know and um People don't know that about me. Like people hear, they hear me, and they they don't really have a concept of where I'm from. I get the same thing. Yeah. People are like you're from Bedside, Brooklyn, and you yeah. talk so proper, and yeah. you carry yourself so well, and you dress with like UGG boots with the fur. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I ain't really a Timberland dude. Like <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn, guys, yeah, but yeah. I ain't a Timberland dude. I'm put it like this. <laughs> I, I know mean, I love Tim's. I can't even. Just kind of heavy. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like <laughs> me, I need to, I need to get where I need to go. Like um, I need to get where I need to go. Like everywhere in life, like mentally, physically. So me, I always wear like light shoes. It be snowing yeah. outside, and I got roshis on or something like that. Oh, nah, I gotta nah. keep I it play, moving. I played ball in tennis before. We, we can yeah, you a real Brooklyn dude. <laughs> um, I'm, pr- I'm probably from like Ronkonkoma. <laughs> like real talk. Like I, I got some roshis on. Oh man, nah. But you know, honestly, you know, I'm not even, not even gonna, not even gonna gas over you no more. Anyway, so <laughs> here we go. Dama dozen. Now Dama dozen is a, a show, a, a friend of the show, a friend of mine. Super incredibly talented artist. How did you guys meet up? Yo, Dom. Dom is like, 
uh, he reminds me of Pharrell. Mm. Like if I had to put, he's a mix of like Pharrell because he he sings and raps and mm-hmm. he does it in a way that's kind of like another non-annoying like, singing like, yeah, rapper. Like it's nonchalant, but it's smooth. Yeah. So uh, he reminds me of like uh, uh, Pharrell Williams from the hood. Yeah. Like if you put Pharrell up in the projects for like a couple of years and said make music, that's what you would get. Shout and out to Dom does it. Dom did on, on the album. Like um, I'm about that chicken. By the way. But yep, yeah, my, my man, yep. my man did his thing on the album. He came through, and when I knew it, when I when I was looking to do the feature, I was just like, "How can I like bring somebody on the track that is similar to me?" Well, I don't got to do the singing this time. <laughs> and I knew when he came on the track, and he was like, "I love to have my melodies." I was like, "Oh, I ain't got to sing." <laughs> so I was looking to I was looking to put like like-minded people on the project. Mm-hmm. So I thought, who would who would skip, who would do it like me? But do it their own way. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Dom was the like the consensus choice. So I reached out to his camp. He was like, "Hey, CEO, I love the music you're doing," and it just went from there. Yeah. Um, Dom is one of the most positive, one of the one of the most successful positive young dudes out there right yeah, now. Shout out to Dom a dozen. Shout out to Dom a dozen. Shout out to Crown Heights. And people know about Crown Heights. You know, like if you know about Crown Heights and you know about the type of hood he from. Like you know, he didn't have to be a nice dude at all. Not at all. He like he from nice the opposite dude. side of me, so he's from where it go. It go down. Like yeah, I'm in best style yeah. where like they shoot out in the daytime. Mm. He's from like if you get off the train at 11 p.m., you might want to like be escorted to your house. Damn, <laughs> straight facts. And it's crazy, yo. Honest, oh man. Like sometimes, you know, when I when I think about Brooklyn, I don't really think about Brooklyn like that. Like I'm just like yo. Like I know how to move. I know how to move in my own borough. You know, like here in the Bronx. I live in the Bronx now, folks. I'm sure I've mentioned that before. Like here in the Bronx, yo, when I come home from work, I'm inside for the whole night. If I if I have to go out, it's probably an Uber or Lyft from my door to the event and from the event yeah. back to my door. Because I don't trust. It. Yeah, you know, but like in Brooklyn, like well, like where like like where where Diamonds from? Like I got the train one, two, three maneuver easy like i don't like i don't even think about it like that yeah, i don't, like, I don't stop <laughs> no nah, i don't even think about it like that like i i'm focused i know where i'm going whatever i know how i know who to look at who not to look at whatever like how to man- yeah, i just i just you know <laughs> you know yeah but you don't you really don't think about it like that until you get out and then gotta go back or, yep, you know, you're like, yeah 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 i mean it's like it's like yes and no like I, I really do love brooklyn a lot like i love brooklyn a lot and i mean i can really like not living in Brooklyn for the last two years, I can really say that I miss Brooklyn. Like I've never missed Brooklyn before this, in my life. This, you, like Charles Hamilton said, something like a Brooklyn girl, something like the Brooklyn air, yeah, something like yeah. the Brooklyn everything. Yeah. Brooklyn's a special place. They say you yes. go anywhere in the world, you yell out, "Is anybody from Brooklyn?" You. One person gonna raise their hand. Always, 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 always. Oh man! All right, so um, you detailed your, your relationship with Sky Zoo a little bit, but um, how did you actually meet? Yo, Sky, yo, me and Sky Zoo's relationship is pretty dope. So with Sky Zoo, it's like this. Um, I was a fan first. Mm-hmm. My, my one of my closest friends stopped selling crack because of Skazu. Wow. He was like, "Yo, Skaz just Skaz like modern day Nas to me, like the mm-hmm. way he tells stories." So I'm like, "Let me check out this guy." Yeah, yeah. So I started bumping the music. First song I listened to, I don't know why I chose the song. It's called "For What It's Worth." Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. said it's too much money and cocaine for me to be playing the broke game. Mm-hmm. But here I be at on my nine to five. You know, like he's talking about. Um, he's here with the no names working nine to five mm-hmm. gets fired from his job mm-hmm. and he knows that selling cracks though is a, a way to make money yeah. but I ain't with yeah. it and this dude always has this struggle between the streets and like straight path and always choose a straight path mm-hmm. so um, I listened to the music I reached out like when, when I went by a different artist name 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, I love your music, blah, blah, blah. We should connect. We should feature. Skies was the type of dude that really just replies right back. Yo, let's make it happen, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Wait a couple of years. I don't say nothing. A couple of years? Just waited because I wasn't. I, I I wasn't ready. Um, you got. I but know to, be able to, to be able to acknowledge, to be able to know that that's that's bigger already. Okay. He he, cool. he he answered my messages and I'm like, oh, I I'm not ready though. I don't want to get on the song and and not be prepared for an opportunity like this. So I waited, and then it just so happened I just kept bumping into him. I bumped into him four days in a row. Mm-hmm. And this is before I started the good fight. Mm-hmm. I just keep bumping into him. Bumping. I was apartment searching. With mm-hmm. my girlfriend at the time, and I'm like, "Yo, Skazu, what up?" And he remembered me, and I remember him. Just keep bumping into him, bumping mm-hmm. into him. Two days, three days, the fourth day. Universe, I'm like, this man. Is a sign. Universe, the universe, the universe. I emailed him the next day. I said, "Yo, let's make something happen." Yeah. He said, "Let's do it." Mm-hmm. We get in the studio, and I played the Who Am I beat, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, "Let's go." He gives me a verse, two takes, literally. Wow. Um, drop some heat. I had a first secretly. Uh-huh. He don't know that. <laughs> and I was I was waiting for him to spit his verse. I said, I'm from Brooklyn. Ain't nobody gonna show me up with my own song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. I know he came with the same mentality. He spits mm-hmm. a really great verse. Mm-hmm. I'm right there in the studio. I'm like, hold on, I'm writing my verse right now. I just mm-hmm. write my verse on the spot. I wait till he leaves though. Cause I don't <laughs> want him to know that I that that I was like like impressed. Yeah, yeah. So I record yeah, yeah, my verse yeah. right after, twenty minutes after. Uh-huh. I send him the cuts. And then I call my friend who um, is a sax player. I'm like, mm-hmm. I need you to get on here and do sax for me. Yeah. So the sax on the song is live sax. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you got to go all the way. Yeah. Only thing that was, when, when he heard who am I, all he heard was the hook. Yeah. All he knew was, every day I ask myself, who do I want to be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I gave him. And mm-hmm. I was just like, here's where I want to go. Who Like, if you if you wanted to write a letter to yourself, a love song to yourself, what would you say? Wow. Okay. And okay. that's why okay. I took the song. The whole song is a love letter to yourself, mm-hmm. and people listen to it. And they take the words literally, like they talk. You're like, you're married. You're talking about marriage. I'm like, nah. Everybody should be married to yourself first yeah, before definitely. you marry to any human. Because if you don't love yourself and if you can't keep it real with yourself, you fake. <laughs> basically, basically, you're plastic. It takes a. It takes a. And people don't understand. It really takes a lot. And maybe not for everyone, but it takes a lot to actually know who you. are. Yo, self-identity is the key to anything If in your choices. If you don't know who you are and what you're about, you're not going to make choices for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you're making choices to impress people, you're going to die lonely because you can't impress everybody. <laughs> you cannot. It is, it is basically virtually impossible. Just be the best you you could be. And if they love you, they love you. And if they don't, they don't. And, and God will see you through. Yo, tweetables. Tweetables. Yo, I'm saying. Tweetables. I don't, I don't know if that's 140 characters, but tweetables. Nah, tweetables. it's 140 characters around you at all times. <laughs> you just got to maneuver through them. Facts, <laughs> facts, 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 facts. All right, so Nitty Scott also makes a feature uh, on the project. Talk Nitty, yeah, she, she's man. dope. So I reached out to her because her best friend is a girl I went to middle school with. Okay, okay. I'm like, yo, Jade, um, yo, line it up, line it up. <laughs> I want to work with Nitty. And I reached out to Nitty because she's super, like, positive, her energy. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted somebody's energy. Like, when I was looking at her, I was like, she's lyrically great, but I want somebody's energy that's going to match mine. Yeah. So I was like, who else could pull off this positive vibe the same way I can, mm-hmm. but also do it from a female perspective? And mm-hmm. I just reached out to Nitty like, yo, what's up? And, you know, it's just, it, it happened. It just happened. Like... You know, a lot of this was just me reaching out to who I thought was the best fit for the kind of music mm-hmm. I wanted to make. Mm-hmm. As I was making songs, you kind of can vision people like, 
envision how they would get on a song. Like I knew Dom was gonna be on the gritty song. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. knew I was gonna put Sky on some like something that was deeper mm-hmm. than just music to me. Mm-hmm. And then I knew when I got with Nitty it was gonna be something that was really like all about her. She talks about the Peace Coast movement. Yeah. And, and, and being like this like this young Buddha. Mm-hmm. So I was like Buddha Peace. What's going on, Marvin? It just made sense. See, and I'm not I'm not as familiar with her as I should be. Um, I, I I mean I know of her. I'm I'm familiar with who she is, but I've never sat down and just been like, all right, well let me go do a catalog real quick. But hearing her, hearing that verse, and actually watching the video, um, which is also out by the way, so go ahead and watch that video. Um, also the video out with Sky Zoo that's out as well. But you know, I watched the video. And I was like, yo, like I really, I now I really have to go and check out her catalog because it was, it was, it was that was honest positivity there. And that's what I try to do. I try to find people that are like-minded, similar people. Like, I'm not looking for, like, the biggest feature, the best name that's going to propel me. Like, mm-hmm. your art speaks for itself. People, mm-hmm. like, you can have 10,000 features if they're not meaningful that makes sense to conducive music. Yep. You're, 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 you're shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. Like, you can go out and you can get features that, that make your album look stacked. But if they're not features that are, like, are going to, like, push the project in the direction that I want to go, I'm not mm-hmm. going to get those features. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to reach out and ask my friends to jump on songs. Like, I, I, these are all friendships at the end of the day. Yeah. And these are my peers. And I'm like, which peers are going to help me get to where I want to go? Mm-hmm. I want to just touch people with the music. So, mm-hmm. I, again, it's a free project. I'm like, how can I show how free I, I'm trying to make the music? Let yeah. me get people that are like me. Sky Zoo is one of the most genuine hearted people I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, Sky Zoo is kind of wow. like an older brother. Mm-hmm. Then you meet, like, a Nitty Scott. She that smile. How could you not smile when she <laughs> smiled? And then you meet somebody like Dom. Dom is just like chilling. Yeah. But we in the studio. He's like, yo, how do you get to um Sixth Avenue and Bryant Park from here? <laughs> and I'm like, yo, here's what you gonna do. Yeah. And, he just and he's just like chilling. <laughs> he is literally. I I, I want to say he's probably the most chill dude I've ever interviewed. Like, um, I I, I interviewed him. I want to say maybe like last. I want to say like last August or last September, something like that. Mm-hmm. And Dom came in. He wasn't even late, fam. He wasn't even late. Dom came yeah, he, in. He shows him on time. Chill. He sat down. Like, I asked him questions. Like, you could, un- like, it wasn't like, oh, I got these questions lined up in my head and I know I'm going to answer them. Like, he, that I sat down there and took breaks and thought about what he wanted to say. And I, when I was editing the video, someone asked me, like, oh, like, you're not going to cut the break? And I was like, hell no. I was like, I want y'all to see that he actually took the time to answer this question. He's not just going to, like, talk out his ass. And um, nope. he, he appreciates, like, you know, about getting his point across he, he knows the power of words mm-hmm. somebody like him like if you listen to how he comes off how nitty comes off how scott comes off mm-hmm. these aren't people that are doing it for a check or doing it for like you know for notoriety these people that do it for the culture and do it for um reasons bigger than we know like yeah. nitty scott was bullied sky zoo you know you listen to his story his story is like i come from this but i'm on a block where everybody else didn't have it mm-hmm. and he felt guilty that his friends didn't have a father like he had mm-hmm. so you got to look at it like that and then i look at you know um who else was on the album i said nitty i said dom yes guys so you look at mm-hmm. them stories and then you see these people come from like you know their own trials and tribulations and they're kicking it in music music's us telling you our stories yeah we yeah. putting our hearts on our sleeves mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, so here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're talking the good fight. We're going to talk about some of these songs we have on there. First off, Waste Your Time and Roses. Yo, Naika Sings, she yeah. is amazing. Nice she is amazing. Oh, man. It's the Encore Radio Show, folks. We'll be right back. 
coming up on a future episode of the Encore Radio Show. Dude, Art Genesis 2 is coming up. Yo, I'm so fucking yes, hyped. Yes. A lot of a lot of great artists, man. I am so fucking hyped. Artists Shout out to agree. every single artist on that bill. Um, Definitely. Yo, real talk. Listen, folks. Y'all about to get like a real ass. Like, I'm not calling this shit like a showcase no more. This is an exhibition. Like, we really doing a whole heap of stuff. Um, yeah, I guess I could drop some of this shit on, on, on the fucking podcast real quick. Yeah, like, we, we, don't, we don't do we don't do we don't do showcases, man. We're not here for that. So the main stage we got Kadeem King, who we just highlighted earlier today, as y'all heard. Uh, Jay Bell, shout out to him. Jay Bell, sleeper camp since yep. 2011, uh, 2010. I've been fucking. Uh, Jay Tips. Tips Man's Dama Dozen. Dama Dozen since 2011, low key. I just, you know, definitely not reintroduced him, man, but he's been killing since before. You know, swing some action and all that yep. shit. Facts. So, we also um, have, we've also been doing like a live cipher, um, like a live video cipher. So, if you're actually at the, uh, yeah, if you're at the exhibition, um, you will be in a video. A music video. A music video? What you call cipher music? I mean, you'll be, in a, you'll be, a, you'll be on a video. YouTube. It's a video. All right, folks, and we're back. It's the Encore Radio Show at Encore Radio Show, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, EncoreRadioShow.com. Shout out to the Indie Creative Network. Check out all the shows. Uh, right after this episode, you should be hearing Elite Music Radio uh, with a dope ass mix. So definitely check that out. Um, so we here, obviously, with Ace Clark at Ace Clark Music. Make sure yeah, you guys yeah. check that out. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. So, how do you contend? With trap rap, with radio rap, with mainstream rap, with hip hop, <laughs> how do you come? How do you contend for all these voices? For this message that you have, this great message that you have, how do you contend with those voices? Um, first of all, it's not contending. Like, um, when you carve out what you want to do, you just do it, and mm-hmm. those who appreciate it will appreciate it, and those who don't, don't. Like, I don't want to beg for a follower or a listen. I want mm-hmm. you to just genuinely see what i'm doing and if you like it you like it if but you how do you get don't. how do you get them so there, um how do you get them there? i speak from the heart like i don't make trap music but i don't knock trap music mm-hmm. i don't i don't like i don't watch love and hip-hop mm-hmm. but i don't knock you for watching love and hip-hop <laughs> um, i try not to at the very yeah like at, at the very least everybody's gonna love what they love and you know support what they support mm-hmm. um i don't think trap is not hip-hop yeah. i think trap is its own variation of of art of, mm-hmm. of, of hip hop mm-hmm. like trap somebody said it to me and I kind of liked how they put it they like trap is just as much hip hop as boom bap yeah. and it's true but it's not true mm-hmm. it's true because who are, who are we to deem what's hip hop and what's not hip hop okay. but also we have these traditional thoughts of what hip hop is mm-hmm. and trap doesn't fit it yeah. so it's 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 an argument that you could throw in the air all day you know I I understand that to an extent um, what I realized is that I, I I was I was agreeing with you for 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 a point. So I think I do think that trap is um, as much hip hop as 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 um, as boom bap. I think like they are synonymous, and I say this because hip hop is really about the experience that you're living. You're Basically, right. if you are living the urban experience in whatever part of the country, or if you're world, in a trap house, that <laughs> that's hip hop to you. 
if you that is it if you Facts. got if you got a empty apartment and there's a mattress and you're chopping them cocaine and it's on the floor it's on the floor it has to be on the yep, floor yep and the mattress the on the floor and somebody is chewing chicken bones in the corner or something crazy <laughs> that that that's your reality and that's hip hop that's yeah. your interpretation of exactly. the hip hop scene and when I think about um, like, you know another art form another hip hop art form grime and and over in London yeah London like, and um Canada because um, Drake has really been like embracing it yes he ha- yes he has yes he has he was out with Stormzy then he, he um he signed you know he didn't really sign but he yeah, signed yeah. to that to that group yeah he did he did yeah. he did you know but at the, at the same time like no one looks at that and says oh that, that's not hip hop and grime is completely different like if you ain't yeah. like if you don't like trap like you might you might hate grime you know but the same way people try to mix EDM with like R and B and all that stuff yeah. like you listen to Usher's album and you hear Usher jumping on like yeah, the Skrillex and shit yeah yeah take you there I'm like nice and slow Usher is doing this kind of music yeah yeah so. You got to look at how music is. It's all about, you know, expressing yourself. Yep. And so it's I free flowing, really you know. It can it, 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 it advances, it adjusts, whatever. You know, you can, some, there are some streams that are slower than others. And so that's why it's not contending because people will appreciate what you bring to the table if you bring to the table what's true to you. Bet. You know, what I wrote What I wrote here before you answered that was the lane, like, I think about lanes, lanes that have been created. People, like, if you look at, like, someone like Jadena, for example, people yeah. would have never known they liked him until they actually heard him. Anderson Pack, same thing. Like Anderson Pack, like I personally don't like. I don't like the sound. Like I don't. I don't think he's a bad artist. I, but I just Anderson don't. I, I bet you do. <laughs> I bet you do. You know. I just. I. I can't. It's not for me. Well, well I, I know he's an fan. amazing artist. I've been though. an Anderson fan when he used to be Breezy Lovejoy. So I was an Anderson fan a long time. Like yeah. him, Beach and Chicago Kid. These are dudes mm-hmm. I was bumping in high school, mm-hmm. and I was calling it out. They're gonna be stars. I remember yeah. hearing Kendrick for the first time. Like he had a weird voice, yeah. But he's he's dope. He's gonna make it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I remember listening to like Christian Corinthian Section Eighty, mm-hmm. and listening to all this like Innocent Park, and I'm like, yo, he's gonna blow. Yeah. And come to find out, you hear Compton, and everybody say, who is this guy? And I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> I'm, yeah, six, seven years too late. Yeah. And yeah. um, I just always look at it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember bumping a whole bunch of Rhapsody, mm-hmm. and then when I see like Jamla picked up, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Lyric Jones and listening to a whole bunch of Fiend. Fiend was on Sway and everybody's like, who is this dude killing? I'm like, yo, yeah. Fiend, he been out for a minute. Him and Scholar yeah. been making music. Scholar from Detroit. He got a song called Play It Cool. It's because a lot of people, <laughs> they they do listen. They just listen to the radio. They it's don't. so much music. The SoundCloud makes yeah. it easy they to find They don't SoundCloud so surf, people. man. I found That's this a UK hobby artist of mine the now. other day um, from the UK. He has a song called Trouble Love mm-hmm. and I posted it and he hit me right back. He's like, well, I kind of, I really appreciate your music and I'm like, yo, we got to collab because you're doing your so. thing and it's just me. I go out and I, I'm a fan first. Like, before mm-hmm. I create, I'm listening and I'm like, how can I make something that's not what's out but that people can appreciate for what it is and that's how you get my sound. See, and that's that's interesting because I tell us people all the time, like, I'm a, if I talk to you, I'm a fan of your work. Like, <laughs> I'm not talking to you because you got mad followers. I'm not talking to you for any, for any other reason besides the fact I think that you are a dope artist and you have a project that came out and people need to know about. That's that's literally three thousand followers don't matter. Like there's people that buy followers, yes, and, they and, do, and, and, and buy this perception of of dopeness. And, and I'm, I'm a like, techie, so I I know if you bought followers. Yo, you don't need that. Like if you're just genuinely like doing what you do and you love it, shouldn't matter if ten people are at your show or ten thousand people, mm-hmm. because if you're doing it for the right reasons, all that stuff comes around full circle. It does. I used to do shows where. I was the only person there. You would have thought I was doing a rehearsal. And then you see me on TV doing BET 106 in Park. So mm-hmm, it all comes full mm-hmm, circle. Mm-hmm. 
What were you listening to in your grandmother's house? Where all them, where all your brothers and sisters? What were y'all listening to? Yeah, we listened to? to Aretha Franklin. I was mm-hmm. listening to Marvin Gaye. I was mm-hmm. listening to um a lot of um Slick Rick. Mm-hmm. The first rap I really got to listen to was Big L. Okay. Yeah, Big L was like the first rap I got to listen to. Um, a lot of big, a lot of big daddy. How, how old were you? How old were you? Um, I was young. Like I was listening to people like 12, 13, okay, 14. Okay. Like I didn't, I didn't start listening to a lot of people. Until maybe like 10, 11, 12, 13. Mm-hmm. And it was mostly like Big Daddy King, Big L, yeah. Marvin Gaye, um, a lot of Anita Baker. Anita mm-hmm. Baker was like everything to me. Um, I remember there was a phase where I, I didn't like Tony Braxton because I loved Anita Baker so much. Yeah. And I was like, how could you not know about Anita Baker? <laughs> and I used to argue with people like, how could you not know about these artists who opened door for these artists? Yeah. And I would get mad if I heard little kids say, well, they stole that Jay Z song. I'm like, well, <laughs> you wanna know where that Jay Z song came from? <laughs> came from here. And I used to listen to like the Five Tops and a lot of Temptations and all mm-hmm. that. And that's how I got all that doo wop you hear in the music and mm-hmm. all that, like harmonies. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I get that from. And then I used to listen to a lot of like, a lot of like Marvin Gaye. Marvin yeah. Gaye, and Stevie Wonder, probably like, played the most. So that was where I snatched a lot of my sound from. And then. I found D'Angelo on my own, mm-hmm, a lot of like mm-hmm. D'Angelo, and that really like crafted part of my sound. But I was just listening to all that I grew up. I didn't really get to listen to like the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I did get the radio, I got like Jagged Edge. Mm-hmm. I got like that kind of stuff, Jagged Edge, Tamiya. Mm-hmm. So I grew up on a lot of that. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's interesting. I you said Jagged Edge and, and Tamiya. I was like. That was like 2000 to like 2003-ish. Yeah, that music shaped me. Like the Timias, the Avants. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Houston. Like Avant and Music Soul Child were like my soul. Literally my soul. Yo, (laughs) I got the softest playlist in the world. I I, I used to... So, I'm a rapper, so I don't know if I should say this to you. But I had the softest... I had a Beyonce playlist. Mm -hmm. Um, But this was before like the Beehive. I was Mm -hmm. bumping like catered to you mm-hmm, and i was mm-hmm. bumping like bootylicious yeah, yeah and yeah. it's weird because you, you don't think like a man wants to bump bootylicious but i'm mm-hmm. like the vibe to that song or can you pay my bills can you pay Beyonce my telephone always had bill? the fire beats yeah, yo always had the fire beats always and, always um, i tell everybody to this day like one of the most beautifully written songs ever was written by neo it's called irreplaceable yes, Beyonce kills yeah, irreplaceable yeah. and neo his pin game was so strong like i have an appreciation for well-written songs. Yeah, Neil Pen game still strong. Neil Pen game Him, will Sean Garrett, yeah. The Dream. These dudes wrote all the hits growing up. Carl mm-hmm. Thomas and Mario Winans. These dudes, Stevie J. These dudes were writing hits, mm-hmm. and that's what got me into music. The 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 wordsmith part of music. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I was more into words than anything, and then I got older, and I'm like, but if you can make you feel a certain way, mm-hmm. so that's what the music is. Me making you feel a way, but also being potent. Bad. All right. So, the good fight. <laughs> Alright, so what was the lead in what was the lead off single from that project? The first song recorded ended up being the lead off single and I was who am I? Okay. <laughs> I okay. like I didn't know I was gonna make an album. I wasn't planning to make an album. I recorded Re- okay, why? Who Am I. Why? I just was recording songs and I got Who Am I done and then I started recording some more. Mm-hmm, and I'm like, this this mm-hmm. all connects. Then I start thinking, I'm like, I'm making an album, let's go. And works. the thing was I was working on two mixtapes before this and the hard drives kept getting fried. Yeah. So I lost oh, a lot damn. of music. And I was like, I'm not gonna create music. I'm like, I'm just not gonna create an album, I'm just gonna create music. Yeah. And as I'm creating, I'm like, this is a project, let's go. Mm-hmm. And I dropped Who Am I once it was done pretty much. And then that made me like 
start putting everything again. I'm like, there's a song out. So I got to mm-hmm. keep following up. Mm-hmm. And then that's what made the album happen. I finished the album in three months. It took me three months nice. to write, record, and like master the whole album. That's No, that's good time. That's yeah. good time. For and, a, and this is quality. For a full quality album. Yeah. And I, I ain't rich, so <laughs> I, I, I had to fund it at the same time. Yeah, so I yeah, was like, yeah. yo, how can I make this funds? And I just went straight ahead and did it. And everybody looks back and they're like, it took you like a year to make that. I'm like, nah, three months. <laughs> Shout out to you though. You made yeah, it you, work. You got you gotta you gotta put yourself where you wanna go. And I just knew if I kept creating that, it only could get better. You made it work. Alright, so I have a lot I have a lot of songs like I told you. Um six out of the thirteen. There's thirteen tracks on there. Um I wanna say so just to go in order, so the good fight, um, definitely one of my favorite songs. That's the one featuring Dime a Dozen, for those who don't know. Um, I really, really, so I, actually, I put them in order. So I really, really, really liked Melanin. <laughs> now, I was waiting for you to bring that song. Yeah, I think Melanin, actually, I wrote in parentheses, I wrote amazing song. Like, I think a Melanin is a dope song. People need to hear that. It makes you feel good about yourself. Melanin is for any race. Like, mm-hmm. even if you don't see your Melanin. Yeah, so I said, that's why I said yourself and not yeah, just black people. Because, yourself. like, Melanin was me saying be proud of who you are be proud of your identity be proud mm-hmm. if you're filipino black white middle eastern um you come from cambodia you come from bedside brooklyn be mm-hmm. free to be who you are mm-hmm. um if you are you know of a different sexual orientation be cool mm-hmm. with that mm-hmm. if you're cool with you know having six toes be cool with that <laughs> if you got purple hair and blue eyelash yeah. you'll be cool with that However, if you're a goth or emo be cool with that mm-hmm. if you got dreads with a fade be cool with that <laughs> If you, if you got the Quaker mustache, be cool with that. Like, if you if you going through something that you can't control, like cancer, mm-hmm. you rock out that you rock mm-hmm. out that situation the best you can rock it out mm-hmm. because it's you. Yeah. And only you could be you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So that's I just true. want people to be proud, and I, it was more targeted towards black mm-hmm. black people when I say say aloud, be black and be pr- be proud. But it was more towards. I'm I'm proud to be black, mm. so be proud to be who you are. Yes, yeah. I think that's really what people. That's really what all people are saying because, um, for brief historical factors, you know, black people have essentially been taught to hate themselves. You know, yeah. Willie Lynch, you know, it, it is so deep. You have the yeah. Willie Lynch um, documents. Yes. You have um, light skin versus dark skin, tall mm-hmm. versus short. You have so many psychological things that go on that yep. hip hop doesn't talk about. Like, um, mental health is a big Major, issue in the black community oh, and we we don't identify that we need help but mm-hmm. we're gonna get there with, with people like me and people who care about like the person besides the art form we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get there mm-hmm. so um just look out for some things i got in the works <laughs> all right so uh you got it it's also um a favorite of mine oh man uh, you got it <laughs> It's a funny story behind that. Y'all ain't gonna tell get me. that yet. Nah, tell me. Nah, tell nah, me nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Y'all ain't getting that yet. But um, the person know what I'm talking about. Hey. So. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. So then, um, wasted time and roses, both by um, Nike, Nike yeah, Singh. Yeah, Nike. Nike. sings, yo. Nike is one of the coolest people I've ever met. Her voice is just gifted. You gotta hear her live. Live mm. is better than anything. You hear wow. her live, you'll be like, she adds yeah. a lot. She adds a lot. Yo. She's she's dope with it. Waste my time was just me like kicking relationships to ya. Mm-hmm. Everybody go through a relationship, so mm-hmm. I had to make one song where I'm like, you can relate to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Okay, that's fair. How how, um, how did you meet up with her? And um, I know Naka for years. Oh, okay, that's oh, just, that, that's just the that voice works. I had in my back pocket, you know. That works. Okay. Everybody's like, yo, this. They call me the golden child. They're like, yo, he just knows how to find people. <laughs> like, he know how to find um Kato, and you know how to find Naika. He know how to find J Future. Like, how does he get yeah. these singers on his tracks? And I'm like. Yo, you just gotta go out and have an ear and appreciate people like i go to shows mm -hmm. and i just appreciate music and i'm like besides the music how's this person as a person because mm -hmm. energies have to click yeah. and does this person have an ego and does this person have something to bring that non-musically that can help the bigger picture because mm -hmm. we're more than just artists we have to touch people and yeah. need to get out there yeah and all these people that are in my projects embody the same characteristics okay so i left this song for last I love the song for last because <laughs> it is the last song on the project. And let me tell you, let me tell you. First off, when I saw the feature, I was like, Alice Clark. I was like, I was like, I want less family. And I was like, uh, maybe not. And I got there and I listened to it. And I wrote in parentheses afterwards. I was like, did he sample his grandmother's record? <laughs> that is so <laughs> fire. Do you understand me? Thank you. Like that is so fire like the ultimate homage like yo you, you gotta pay homage yo that like <laughs> i sat back and i like i got goosebumps fam like i got goosebumps i'm like yo like so how how so my grandmother recorded these albums and i didn't know about it till after she passed away mm -hmm. like she sang around the house we knew she did music but we never knew how deep it went yeah in high school i found the music and I couldn't listen to it. I still to this day can't go through the whole album in one take because yeah. it's very emotional. Mm -hmm. So um, I did a project with MySpace back in the day and they asked me to sample my grandmother's music. We sampled a song called Don't You Care. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to do it, but yeah. they asked me to do it. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I'm looking at the opportunity and I'm like, this is for a purpose. Mm -hmm. No coincidences. I sampled the music and I got in touch with finding like how I was going to approach this. It's mm -hmm. very sensitive, you know this is perfect music and I'm trying to taint it in a way by touching yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I get to the drum board and I'm like looking at life. I had this beat in my back pocket for a while because we, we didn't know what song we were going to do at first. Mm -hmm. I'm like, nah, I got to bring this to life. So finally I'm comfortable enough to actually record my grandmother on a track and mm -hmm. I feel like I'm not good enough and I dropped the song and I'm just like, I can't go wrong if I go from the heart. Yeah. <laughs> and I just figured is the perfect way to cap off the good fight like the person who helped me fight the good fight the person who gave me the energy to, to create the good fight that's and crazy, that's yo. where i went with it and i just wanted to be like you know true to myself like i've always been but give it to y'all on a deeper level the album feels good so i wanted to give you a little bit more deeper insight to where i'm from mm. and lead the way towards future projects hint hint yo i'm sorry that was probably like the most i i don't think I don't think to date anyone can top can top doing that. Like all the artists I've talked to, I don't think anyone has top can top that. And I've heard some pretty interesting stories. Yeah, but nah, that's fire. That's that's someone who's influenced you, who influenced your life so much to be able to be on a literally be on the same record as that person. Like you literally trend. Uh, um, transition and blend the the generation yo that's i had to bring time together oh, and man. like i had to do it in a way which which really could give you a gist of where she was from so i kept the track real classic yeah but i came in and brought that the attitude she gave me like when i'm when i'm rapping i'm rapping the way she told me how to rap and mm -hmm. let me take y'all back she really told me how to rap she wow. wrote she ghost wrote 
my first rap. Uh-huh. So my my Quentin Miller story is she ghost wrote my first rap. She, <laughs> she literally, I used to rap. My my first rap name was like A One, like uh-huh. the steak sauce. Uh-huh. That's no, it wasn't just A One. It was A One, like uh-huh. the steak sauce. Wow. Okay. And that okay. was the rap name. Uh-huh. And she wrote this rap. I was in fifth grade. She like you want to rap at the school show? And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna rap at the school show. That's and we used to argue about how I was gonna rap at the school show. Uh-huh. She like, now nah, here's what you're gonna say, boy. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna say this. And she's like, now nah, you gotta say it like this. And I'm gonna kick the rap for you real quick. Wow, nah, I'm, I'm here for this. I'm here for this. It was like read to achieve and believe if you make the effort to read you flow through it like a winter breeze if you discover you can read your mind will be at ease reading turns a seed into a strong tree but she made me do like the effort and all that she made mm-hmm. me put the little effect on it mm-hmm. she told mm-hmm. me how to spit it she's like here's the delivery here's where you put the emphasis yeah I, I, and she wrote the rap and I, I kicked it at school and the teachers and everybody's like yo you can rap boy and all the kids <laughs> like yo hey she spit that rap <laughs> Yo, Anthony, you killed it. And I'm like, oh. And that was that battery in my back <laughs> at a young age. And, like, she supported anything I wanted to do. So nobody else could stop me. That's crazy. I, Your man, listen, I told you <laughs> off, Mike. I'm going to say this on mic now. I'm in, I'm doing these interviews literally bout to bout to bout. So you, you would have heard Robin J by now. You have already heard um, Danny Boy already. Now you hear, Now you're hearing Ace. Now I'm doing these back, to, but I'm doing these back to back, and they keep coming to me with these with these stories, and I'm getting like I'm not even an emotional dude, fam. And I'm getting <laughs> emotional every time I hear these. So like, yo, this is crazy, yo. man. Shout out to y'all, honestly. Like, yo, shout out to everybody oh, who man. who's living life. <laughs> Facts. You can live and you or you can exist. Yo, mm-hmm. if you living, shout out to you, and if you existing, yo, stop lacking. Got work to do. Um, <laughs> I'm a, I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna end it right there. Like you did, I'm gonna end it right there. At Ace Clark. I'm Ace Clark. Follow me. Ace Clark Music. I'm everywhere. You can follow me on Snapchat. Get a taste of my personal life. Follow me on Instagram if you want to look at somebody with a nice hot top. (laughs) Follow me everywhere else for real music. Peace, peace. AceClarkMusic.com. It's the Uncle Radio Show. Uh, Make sure you guys follow us Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Uncle Radio Show website, UncleRadioShow.com. Indie Creative Network. Next up, we got... Elite Music Radio, and we out. This is Why Soul. Have a good day. Uh. The Encore Radio Show podcast is an indie creative network production produced by Lance Huff and executively produced by Chris Copacetic.